Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yo Sports Canada. I'm your host, Wayne Lou, speaking to you after, I mean, honestly, a very fun game. Um, I don't care about the result. I really don't care about the result. The Raptors lose to the Mavericks by a score of 114 to 110. But goddamn, very fun. First off, only seven players available, okay? I guess in a pinch. Gary Trent was technically available, and Chris Boucher were technically available, but they did not play. Um, and the Raptors had seven guys. Um, they're really cutting it short here. And they were going up against a Mavericks team that had all their guys available, and they had a lot to play for. And the fact that, you know, they're trying to avoid uh, the play-in tournament. They're trying to secure six. And so... Yeah, it made, you know, I, I didn't think it was going to be, I was worried, you know, I was worried it was going to be a lopsided score. I think, obviously, the Mavericks have a pretty combustible offense. They can really shoot the lights out from three, and we saw that uh, tonight. They were really hitting some deep ones, but this game was really competitive, and it was really fun, and you really have to give it up to Jalen Harris and Malachi Flynn, who, I mean, <laughs> they come, yo, they combined for... 57 points. Um, that's pretty good for two rookies. One taken 29th, one taken um, 59th. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. And of course, you know, it was a question as to whether the Raptors are even going to have both those guys available for this game, considering the fact that, you know, Jalen had uh, apparently hurt his foot. That was part of the reason why. Um, he didn't play in the fourth quarter of that last loss to Chicago, which I thought was a little strange, but evidently he banged his foot. Said it was a little sore this morning, and the, and the team was trying to uh, convince him not to go, but, I mean, when you got, you know, your whole family in attendance, when you're in your city, when you have a personal box, a luxury box in, in the American Airlines uh, arena there, um, you know, courtesy of Mark Cuban, apparently 
you know, Jalen Harris's connections to, to Mark Cuban uh, through his AAU coach and all this other stuff. I mean, that's fantastic. Great job by Cuban, honestly, to hook a guy up. Um, and when you have all those people out there, you got to play. And you got to play and you got to come out and you got to ball out. And, you know, at first I was a little nervous. I was like, okay, you know, Jalen might be a little bit too excited. Of course, he wasn't 100% either. We know that with the foot. How is he going to respond to a game like this? It turns out he's going to dominate. Like, he was excellent. And it was funny because at the start of the game, you know, he had an air ball three. And it, you know, was like, whoa, okay. Uh, and then he had a drive to the basket where he got completely swatted by Christos Porzingis. I mean, I don't think he read where the help side defense was coming from. Porzingis came in, swatted him very easily and emphatically. And I was like, okay, I don't want this to be a slow night for Jalen. I mean, like, you know, he's obviously going to, you got your whole family here. And then from that point onwards, he just caught fire. Like, he was just making a, an assortment of shots. And very, very crafty about his, his offense, too. I mean, we've gotten to know him a little bit more in the last, you know, two weeks here. He's obviously played with the Raptors, you know, obviously going down to, like, you know, uh, the, the their last seven bodies, literally. And um, Jalen has looked pretty smooth. He looks pretty good. Um, you know, I think the offensive skill set is pretty refined, which, you know... He is a guy who played three years in college, I believe, with a transfer in between, so really four years. Um, so you kind of would expect his game to be more refined than your average rookie. Um, but having said that, though, when you're picking 59th, I mean, listen, obviously everyone liked the 19 year old rookie like LaMelo Ball, who has the shooting, the passing, the size, the the, you know, the, the, the charisma, the, the court awareness, the leadership. You know, of course, you want all that, but like, it's not realistic at 59. And if you took a player like Jalen with his skill set at 59, I don't think you're very upset about it. And I think what you can clearly see is that he can score. And he's a very confident scorer, too. Because the types of shots that he's taking aren't like the super contested, you know, you know, no offense to Gary Trent, but like the super contested Gary Trent, you know, leading jumpers. I think Jalen is really getting to his spots. He's showing a patience about it. And he's just scoring I don't know what to say I mean again a lot you know the one thing you want to be careful with end of the season kind of uh, stat lines is you really gotta like okay you know how serious are people taking this game obviously I don't know if the Mavericks were like giving their full effort necessarily um and you know you see some huge stat lines like you know from from all sorts of guys and you you just don't know what specifically is true and what's not true right but at the same time I think when you watch the game with your eyes, you do see a lot of skills in Jalen Harris's skill set. Um, I think his handle is very good. He gets himself to the basket regularly. Um, and I think his athleticism has been quite solid. It's not like he's going to jump out of the gym and dunk on people, but he did have like a 40-inch vertical measured in the, in the combine. And he's springy. And, you know, again, he, maybe his size doesn't really allow him to always dunk over people. Which, like, realistically, how many guards are doing that, right? Like, um, but you you saw it today with, like, two or three plays where he drove downhill, hung in midair, and was able to finish while the, the basically hang and then wait for the big man to sort of come off his, his the peak of his jump and then release the shot. Saw him do that to Dwight Powell, I think, once or twice. So that was impressive. Um, he's got that athleticism factor, and I've seen him throw down some uh, alley-oops in, in the G League. Him and Malachi used to basically run the Colin DeMar alley-oop, which was a uh, very adorable to watch the next generation do that. But, um, yeah, he just looks smooth. He looks refined. I don't know what to say. Like, you know, two plays in the, in the third quarter, uh, same, same play coming off a screen, going downhill, um, towards his right hand. And first time he does a little quick 
two steps into a, a baseline pull-up jumper. He makes that swish. And the next time down, he gets even wider off that screen and takes a, a, a pull-up three uh, from a, the same spot just a few steps back behind the line. And he makes that as well. That was great to see. And then, of course, you know, this is a theme throughout the course of the night. But the Raptors really made a point to attack Luka Doncic. And I think Luka wasn't 100% physically. So I don't think Luka's a bad defender necessarily. Definitely plays his position well, and he's got great size. Doesn't get called for fouls either, apparently. So that's always going to help you defend if you don't get called for fouls, but whatever. Um, but the Raptors really made a point to attack Luka, and I think it kind of bothered him. I think he, he, was, he seemed very bothered throughout the course of the night. And I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I've watched a lot of Mavericks games. You know, Luka's very, very explosive, very dynamic, can be very, very fun. But also, he has a temperament. He's a little bratty in that sense. Um, and yeah, like the Raptors kept going at him and Jalen got him spectacularly drove downhill, faked, you know, the little, the little subtle up fake to get Luca to jump the first time. Then then an actual up fake with the ball to get Luca to jump the second time. Then to take the bump upon the jump, then release the shot, then make the shot. It's quite honestly, it's the kind of shot that Luca does to other people. Luca has a great post game, a lot of pivots, a lot of little, you know, floaters, angle, p- pivot, post, little, you know, push shot. You know, obviously Luca's got that in his bag. Luca's obviously a superstar, but um, it was great to see Jalen do that. And you know, Jalen beat him on other occasions too with his quickness and his finishes. I think one play in the third quarter, he, he got like a reverse layup to drop on a drive against Luca, and then you know was coming up the court and the camera caught his face, and you know he he, he had the he was just like, you know, feeling himself. Absolutely, he was feeling himself. In the post-game interview, he was feeling himself. Um, and obviously, why would you not, man? This is like literally a dream come true, right? Like 30 points, 31 points uh, in your hometown uh, with your family in attendance, your friends in attendance. He says he's got his grandma there, his parents there, uncles, his friends. Like, obviously, he's got huge connections in, in the in the Dallas area. And they get all sit in a box. I mean, how many times do you get to sit in a luxury box? If you If you ever get the chance... To go watch the NBA game in a luxury box, I highly suggest it. I highly recommend it. It's probably a lot better than the media box, which is uh, definitely a few uh, rows atop the, uh, the the actual luxury suites themselves. But um, yeah, it was a great moment. And honestly, you know, Jalen was awesome, like really, really fun and really aggressive. And again, I just have to say he's very, very polished for his thing. Like the thing is, like when you look at the, you know, when you're trying to pick apart some of these guys, like well, not even pick apart, but just like analyze some of these guys. Right, you, you kind of wonder like, okay, so you know, what can you improve? What can you be critical about? You know, what what is this and that? And that's not to say that like, you know, this is a perfect player. The Raptors did not draft a perfect player at fifty nine, but what you're seeing is that his offensive arsenal as a scorer is pretty good. Like he, the jumper looks smooth. He seems like a good shooter. He, he you know, the mid range area he seems to have to get to his shot. He seems to have the quickness to, to get to the basket and finish at the basket. And even a couple of plays there where he was able to set up, you know, his roller, you know, some very basic reads, but still played the pick and roll well. And yeah, Jalen, Jalen was very good. And also it overshadowed the fact that Malachi also had a career night. So Jalen had a career high 31 points. He becomes the 10th Raptor player this season to have 30 or more. It's an NBA record. Um, You know, that was already broken when Stanley had nine. The, The ninth became the ninth Raptor to have a 30 point game with his 35 point masterpiece. Uh, against Chicago, not nearly as effective tonight offensively for Stanley, which you kind of had to figure, although he had some residual confidence carrying over, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, 10th guy this season to have 30. And, uh, 
that's honestly that's pretty good, man. I mean, if, if I mean to to recap, it's it's obviously Fred who had fifty four. Kyle obviously did it, you know, most recently in his last game. Um, Pascal did it multiple times. Norm did it multiple times. OG did it. Um, so that's five. Chris Boucher did it. He had that thirty-eight point game against um, Chicago. Gary Trent did it with the forty-four that he put on Cleveland. That was a career high for him. Uh, Jalen has now done it. Stanley has now done it. And there's one more guy who is one missing that scored thir- that scored thirty on this team. I don't know who I'm missing now. Well, in any case, I'm going to continue to think about that in the back of my mind as uh, maybe it's a very obvious one. I don't really know. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the Raptors, they've had a a lot of guys to cycle through this year. Maybe that's the biggest takeaways. Like, holy crap, the Raptors have had a lot of players play for them this year. But, uh, um, yeah, you know, Malachi was also quite impressive. He got a career high of 26 points today. And, um, you know, pretty fun. Pretty fun to watch. Uh, You know, he came out very sharp at the very start of the game. You know, he had a uh, pull-up three off the pick and roll. Defense was dropping, pull-up three. He had drive to the basket, make to finish. And I just liked his competitive level. I think, you know, Malachi worked really hard. There's a lot of these plays where he's just like, you know, pressing these guys down. Late in the game, for example, he was into Luka, you know, on the defensive end. This is the last minute of the game. Luka's trying to dribble out and waste a bit of clock. And Malachi digs in, attacks his handle. I mean, Luka's a very secure ball handler. But, you know, and this was his only turnover. But, you know, Malachi attacked him, swarmed him, got the, the, the strip, took it the other way. There was a foul, no foul called. But uh, Malachi's able to finish the layup as well. Like, I like his game. I really enjoy watching him. And I think that, you know, with Malachi, there's there's more responsibility, right? It's, it's you know, being a, a point guard is, is a little harder than being a scorer, I think, in, in some regards. Because you, you have to not only think about yourself, but think about others. And so there's a, there's a simultaneous challenge of sort of, you know, running the play, sort of setting people up, but also getting his own. And I think, honestly... Malachi's done a good job on both fronts. Um, you know, obviously in, in these kind of lineups, they got to be more of scorers. And Malachi and Jalen took 42 combined shots. But, you know, you don't mind that, A, because the efficiency, 42 for 57 points is fantastic. Uh, and they made eight threes between the two of them. But uh, I think, you know, Malachi's learning how to find his spots. I thought today he relied on the three a little bit less than he normally does. And, you know, that's something that he's going to need, obviously, in this game. Uh, as a as a small guard, you obviously gonna need to hit the outside shot, and he can hit the outside shot. But I love when he goes to the basket, man. He's got this blazing quickness where he can just get by guys. Like you know, for example, like Jalen Brunson is not a bad defender at all. I would say he's a good defender. Um, and you know, he's he's like sized. He's 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 thicker, but he's like sized. Uh, and Malachi was blowing past him. Malachi got you know the, late in the game. The Raptors really in the fourth quarter. We're using Stanley Johnson to screen for the ball a lot. And the reason for that is because they wanted to attack Luka. And at least three possessions, Mal- Malachi went downhill on Luka and scored. One time he got the mid, he got the, the pull-up three to fall after Luka just... I don't know what he was doing, to be honest. He kind of just didn't play defense there. Uh, furthering the James Harden comparison. But, um, yeah, like he just... The quickness to get downhill is very fun to watch. And again, when he gets there, when he attacks the paint, that's what it creates other opportunities for his teammates to score uh, as well. And, and I've really enjoyed sort of seeing it. Obviously, with Malachi, it's been up and down, just like it is what you would expect with a rookie. But um, he's been he's been fun to watch. And, you know, you got to give some credit to Aaron Baines. Yes, that's correct. Okay, I know Baines has been, you know, 
crapped on all season, and that's fair. He uh, because he had been playing just poorly, like oh, just really, really poorly all year. Um, but late in the year here, the Raptors have literally no other bodies. They only have seven guys tonight. Bates got to play, and you got to give him credit. He came in and played quite well. Like if he played like this all season, I don't think anyone would have really complained. And of course, you know, he hit some threes, which is something that was promised early in the year and obviously didn't translate the season for him. But, you know, I think honestly, I really respect the professionalism to be ready to still committed to the team. And, you know, when called upon, come in with 13 points, 21 minutes, five or six shooting, hit two threes, six rebounds and assists, a steal, a block, plus 12. He, he played well. He really did. And, you know, there's some nice give-and-go plays. There's one where he sort of pump-faked Porzingis. Porzingis jumped, which, bro, what are you doing? You're seven foot fifteen. Why are you jumping? And it's Aaron Baines. Don't jump. But whatever, he jumped. Baines pump-faked him, drove <laughs> the lane, drew the second uh, defender off the corner, and uh, dropped it off for Jalen Harris for a corner three. That was a very slick play. And honestly, you know, Aaron Baines had another nice screen assist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is what I was expecting to say about him all year. Obviously, it hasn't played. But um, no, seriously, rolled down the lane. The roll plus seal combo to get Malachi, to get Jalen downhill scoring. It was very fun to watch. And again, I was, I, I was very impressed with his professionalism. And, you know, whatever, man. These games here, like... Uh, there's a chance to play, and you're always going to relish every chance you have to play. But, you know, I thought Baines came in and gave some great effort. Now, the only thing I will say is, though, the the, the contests are just not there from Baines. First off, everyone sees him and just will, sh- will look to shoot against him because they know he can't jump. And, honestly, there was a few plays there when Baines needed to close out to the three-point line, and he either just made no effort or just made a super, super late effort. That wouldn't really bother anybody shooting from distance with that kind of separation. So, you know, those are things that you can nitpick. But again, he played really well. And he had the highest plus minus on the team. And he was great. And, um, you know, that's the rotation itself. It's obviously very difficult. You know, the Raptors have seven players available. Three of them are centers. And quite honestly, they have also played Stanley Johnson at center for considerable minutes this season. So really... They had four centers in their lineup today out of seven. And uh, that's obviously not how the modern NBA game is played. I don't even think that's how the previous NBA game was played, quite honestly. Um, Although I wasn't around to see that. But, um, yeah. You know, so the spacing was a little awkward. And I think that that forced a couple of things. I think it really forced Kem Birch to play more on the perimeter. Um, And, you know, Kem took six threes tonight. Which, again, it's pretty wild that he took six threes because... Coming into this season, Ken Birch had played three years in Orlando, had attempted two total threes. And I don't know specifically what those threes were, but I have to very much guess that uh, they were, you know, end of shot clock heaves, uh, end of quarter heaves. You know, these are not genuine three-point attempts. And so for him to take six in one game is is quite an adventure. And, you know, some of those are bad misses, I got to say. It didn't seem like, basically it seems like if he can't get his feet fully set, um, the, the shot's not really going to get there for him. And so that's that's fine. But, you know, I asked Nick about it after the game. I was like, you know, was this sort of like intentional to try to see to expand his skill set? Or he's sort of more like uh, situational because you have you know, so many bigs in rotation. And Nick's just basically saying like, look, we, we got to develop. We got to show guys, you know, encouragement and develop. You know, Nick said he saw Cam turn down a couple of looks and he encouraged him to shoot more. And I think that, Honestly, that's that's a very valuable trade as a coach. To be honest, the, this is the situation right now is that 
there's not a lot of guys, and so everyone's got to chip in and do their part, right? I don't think Stanley Johnson has to have the green light to shoot 13, 16 times in a regular setting. Uh, and, and so some of it is a function of just what's available. But at the same time, I really appreciate Nick's mindset of just giving guys confidence and allowing them to expand their games. Because how many times have we seen that happen here, right? Like, I thought, you know, one of the biggest factors in Serge Ibaka and obviously we remember him fondly now as a Raptors champion, Raptors legend, you know, everyone loves Serge. Trust me, man, not everyone loves Serge before Nick Nurse took over as head coach because, you know, Serge was playing power forward at that time. He was, you know, very inconsistent. I think a lot of times people were disappointed. People were really expecting like, you know, six blocks of games from him. And to be honest, you know, it was disappointing to see Serge at times, but, you know, Nick kind of put him in that center position, entrusted him into being able to, to hold that down, sold that to both guys, him and JV, and then him and Mark, um, and got Serge to expand his game, got him to really develop, got him to sort of work on the ball handling and the attacking and the confidence and the shooting, especially the three-point shooting, stretching it to, you know, deep range. And that worked out great. It, it worked out great for JV as well, you know. Like, you know, Nick was one of the guys that worked with JV for a long time, you know. It kind of happened with Chris Boucher as well, right? Like, a few years ago, every time Chris Boucher came in, it was sort of like, who is this dude, right? And now, when we see him come in, we're like, okay, yeah, that's that's Canadian Kevin Durant. Like, we, we know we know what his deal is. And, um, you know, so I, I don't mind that approach with Cambridge, especially on a night where, you know, they needed some offense, they needed some stretch somehow. And to be honest, 13 of 38 from three from this group is not bad. <laughs> it's really not bad. Um and, yeah, I thought Cam had a couple of nice takes from the perimeter as well. There's a ceiling there, for sure. Um, I don't think he's necessarily, like, a huge playmaker by any means. And nor is he a go-to scorer. He's mostly a roller, finisher, dunker, whatever. And he's done quite well in that role when everyone else is available. But it doesn't hurt. I, I think, you know, if he, the next step for him shooting-wise, get that corner three down. Because once you can do that, then you can run other plays other than screening with Birch, right? Maybe the advantage isn't necessarily there just to attack through the pick and roll with the center. Maybe you would rather have the center spaced out and covering in, in the corner because, you know, you got Birch on the corner. That allows more screen plays for OG, for, for Pascal setting, or honestly, or um, or, or handling. But, uh, yeah, it's just a nice little skill set to have there, the corner three. And Brush has shown that corner three a lot more. It's a lot easier to set your feet in the corner than it is at the top of the floor uh, where you're maybe moving a little bit on the pick and pop rather than sort of setting your feet, waiting for the kickout pass, and then firing. But in any case, uh, you know that was a thing. You know, Stanley, offensively, <laughs> he came out with the same aggressiveness as he'd had against the Bulls, which you can't fault him for, man. Honestly, the guy was coming off a career night. And, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't you know, the same results by any means. Um, but, you know, quite honestly, coming into this game, the Raptors broadcast had featured the, you know, they do a key matchup every night. And the key matchup for this game, and I'm not even kidding, was Stanley Johnson versus Luka Doncic. And, you know, that, that seems wildly lopsided because, you know, Luka's going to be All-NBA. And, and, you know, I'm not sure if Stanley will be. I'm not, I'm not 100% certain Stanley will be in the NBA next season. But, you know, was it that different? Was it that different? I mean, Luka, look, had a good game. 20 points. His passing was really, really, really good. But his scoring, 7 of 19 from the field, 1 of 8 from 3. You know, for 20 points, is that much better than 15 points, 5 of 6 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, 3 of 3 from the free throw line? You know, debatable. Um, but in any case, though, I, I think Stanley, 
after he sort of took a few wild shots, he kind of settled in. Obviously, the hot hands were Malachi and Jalen, so he deferred more to those guys. And honestly, in some you know bigger moments, he did step up and make some plays. And um, generally, I'm a big fan of the Stanley Johnson experience. Plus, he really guarded Luka really hard, took it to him. Now, the first uh, first quarter was different because Stanley picked up two quick fouls. Uh, which, again, is a, a habit that he's got to curtail of sort of finding a way to be very aggressive and very physical without fouling. And that's such a hard line to toe, but, you know, if he can get that right, it would be very, very beneficial to his long-term career. Um, But also, like, you know, going back to the last game, the Raptors played against Dallas, the Raptors beat Dallas earlier this year, and Stanley was all up in Luka Doncic's face. Remember when Luka elbowed him, right? And, you know, he got so frustrated, he elbowed him. And, and Stanley was just going right at him. Same kind of deal tonight. I really like that competitiveness. And, again, Stanley's just not going to back down. You know, you, you he's always going to be matched up against guys who are, like, you know, way on paper, way overmatched for him. But he he attacks those. And he has a certain bravery about the way he guards. So, I appreciate him. I appreciate the way Bembry came in and played seven, you know, seven rebounds, six assists. You know, Bembry's really getting up there. I, you don't fully appreciate how athletic this guy is, man. This guy will get up there and, like, climb for a rebound with, Luke, with like, Chris Asperzingis. That's not easy. That's that's not easy. And he's got some athletic finishes, set guys up. You know, I didn't, didn't mind Bembry's effort at all. And even Freddie Gillespie, you know, late in the game, Nick Nurse called a play for him. Um, you know, it was sort of a fake play where the Raptors were trying to set up the, the, the corner three in the, in the final minute with a guy curling to the corner and Freddie screening for that 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 shooter and then in the process of screening for that shooter he slips that screen and catches the inbound and he actually drives in uh for for the take turns out to be you know a sort of a deception play for him to sort of take it strong just like it was the other night when you know Nick Nurse called that late timeout and got Freddie that basket of his calling his number there same kind of deal and this time you know uh much better execution Gillespie was able to get all the way to the basket couldn't finish because of a very hard foul by by Porzingis and you know, to his credit, Gillespie stepped to the line and made both free throws. So, you know, it was a bit of a homecoming for him, too, considering he, he went to Baylor. So, he apparently had some teammates in attendance. But, you know, he couldn't get 31 like Jalen. But, you know, I, I'm very proud of the way the Raptors played tonight. I think, you know, if you watched this game, you were pretty entertained. <laughs> you know, it was very entertaining to watch. And, you know, the Raptors really only had a, a lull in the thir- in the second quarter where their, def- their defense was, was not on point. The, the, I think the Mavericks hit like four threes at one point, you know, and it, that was hard to watch. And, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith nailing two threes in the final few minutes here, which, um, you know, out of all the guys on this team that you would leave open for three, I mean, you know, Finney-Smith is probably the guy to do that. Even though I know he's really shown improvement over the years. Uh, <laughs> the Raptors could have stole this, which is pretty wild to think. But in any case, the games don't really matter. I think the performances matter a lot more. And, very happy with the performances and you know this was not like last night where I struggled to get to 27 minutes of content like there was a lot of good content in this game so in terms of your three stars first star has got to go to Jalen Harris homecoming for uh, Jalen 31 points pure buckets 12 of 21 5 of 12 from 3 2 of 3 from the free throw line 4 assists a steal uh, played great honestly man he's so aggressive with his offense you know super uh, confident with his just, just the way he's going about it, man. I'm really happy for him because, again, you just don't want to see a guy come into a season and then not have a chance. And the Raptors had so many guards um, that there was just not any time for him or for Malachi, to be honest, 
And of course, Jalen got hurt. He hurt his finger, then he hurt his hip, then he's kind of, you know, it was in the G League for a bit, and then he kind of came back for the G League playoffs. It didn't play great in the playoffs. And so, you know, there was no summer league, very little preseason. Like, you just haven't seen Jalen. So we didn't know what he was capable of. And I'm happy that he got this chance here last few games to showcase, you know, that he's got some game. And I think you, I think everyone thinks of him completely differently now, having seen it as compared to what we saw before, which was nothing, right? So you don't really know what's going on there, right? Like, we didn't really see much of Dewan Hernandez last year, who was also the 59th pick, and then he's, he was just gone, right? He, he was, you know, he ended up in the G League again playing for the Raptors 905, but he was off the bench and things like this. So Jalen's got his shot, and he really, really has shown a lot in his skill set. I'm very happy for him. Plus, I'm very happy for him and his family, man. I mean... That's that's an awesome moment to have like a box filled with number two jerseys, which to be honest, very very jarring seeing the Raptors number two jersey, um, and it not being Kawhi. But uh, Jalen, you know what, Jalen Jalen wore that jersey proud tonight, and uh, yeah, he's he's gonna have to maybe have a few more thirty pieces to to keep that number two. But uh, tonight he definitely wore it well. Uh, second star is going to Malachi, 26 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, no turnovers. That's always huge for a point guard, no turnovers in 37 minutes, 11 to 21 shooting, 3 of 8 from 3. Um, yeah, Malachi, man, he was very fun to, to watch, very aggressive, picked his spots well. And, yeah, was very brave, too, going downhill again because, you know, he just really has to get downhill. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to say it, but he just needs to do that. And uh, But, you know, a career high for him. Career high for Jalen. Um, great moment for the, uh, the the, uh, the the rookie backcourt there. And then your third star, it's going to Aaron Baines. That's right. Aaron Baines, late in the season, has secured another star here. To be honest, if you go back and listen to the show and, and really count, which I know some people have done that in the past where they've gone through and tallied up like three stars and you know made a final chart for the season. Which, if you're still doing that to whoever did that in the past, please, you know, if you're doing that again, please DM me on Twitter. I would really like to see it and publish it and share your work. And I'm very curious myself. But I think Baines has actually got quite a few stars in this season. I don't know. He's probably got, like, um, a lot of negatives against him as well. But 13 points tonight, 6 rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, 5 or 6 from the field, 2 or 3 from 3, made his free throw. Um, Yeah. Very nice, very nice performance. Really came in, moved the ball, played unselfishly, created good things offensively. Defensively, just wasn't really as active. But you know, I, I can't complain whatsoever, man. It's, you know, I'm, and I'm very personally happy for Baines too because you know he works hard. He just he's just not good enough, or he not even he's just good. He's just a little old. That's all, right? But he just and it didn't fit. But you know, he's seems like a good guy, and uh, yeah, we'll see if we'll uh, get our first ever Aaron Baines interview this season. Um, I doubt it still, but, uh, you know, you never know. Um, you never know. We literally haven't heard from him since uh, preseason. So it'd be a, it's a little curious in any case. Um, in terms of your three, your Gerald Henderson Award winner, that's got to go to Jalen Brunson, who is one of my favorite players to watch um, when I see the Mavericks games. Um, you know, Mavericks games, obviously, you turn on to see to Luka. I don't really find the other guys that much appealing. Tim Hardaway can really get hot, but today he was one of 11, so... Whatever. A lot of those other guys are kind of role players, uh, but I really like Jalen Brunson. I think he's really tough. He's 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 got a lot of Fred VanVleet quality in his game. Uh, you, you know, he's his. I mean, his two point percentage is a lot higher than Fred's, but it's just kind of the same stuff, man. Real tough. Really gets into the ball. Obviously, he played at Villanova, so he's got that you know Villanova you know gene to him. Um, the way you know, obviously Kyle obviously embodies that. 
he plays. He's tough. He he's he's a good scorer. He comes off the bench. Get, really delivers a punch. And um, yeah, I mean, I was a little worried for him uh, when he banged knees in the third quarter. He had to leave the game, but he came back into the game late in the game, and, and he was very very good closing it out. So um, Jalen Her- uh, Jalen Jalen Brunson, uh, nineteen points, five rebounds, four assists. To be honest, if your name was Jalen tonight in this Mavs game, Mavs Raptors game, you're probably going to do well. Um, I'm sure if uh, Jalen Rose walked in, he probably could drop like a calm like 30 as well, <laughs> just off the strength of his name alone. So, fun game. The Raptors now only have one game left in the season. It remains to be seen if the Raptors will play any of their main guys. You know, if some of the other guys are hurt, that's fine. I can accept it. You know, to be honest, I'm not that pressed. Okay, Fred, Pascal, OG, these guys are under long-term contracts. I know they're not going to be moved. You know, barring some you know wonderful miraculous trade, but probably not. So I'm I'm not pressed about that. I know that they'll be here. I've seen them play. That's fine. They're really hurt. They're hurt. But Kyle has been the one guy that's listed consistently as resting. This the last game of the season against Indiana. I understand you don't want to jeopardize whatever, but like it's a game of basketball. Kyle Lowry's done it a thousand plus times. Can we see Kyle Lowry play? That's all. That's the only thing. Listen, the tank is over. The lottery odds, everything is secured. You know, just play, just please play. So uh, we'll see if that happens. If it doesn't, well, it'll be pretty nice to see Nick and uh, Nate Bjorkren uh, reunited. Uh, Nick came to uh, you know Nate's defense after Nate got dragged through the mud in Indiana, and so you know who knows, man. But uh, yeah. Fun game tonight. Really enjoyed it. And if they can give this kind of effort next game, hopefully with Kyle around as well, then um, I would very much appreciate it. So thanks everyone for listening. If you haven't already, go watch Runner Back this week. Go subscribe to the Raptors Reaction newsletter. And um, yeah, Sunday, the season ends. And then a long, long off season awaits. I'm telling you, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss this team when they're gone. And obviously... This year has not gone according to plan, but you're going to miss them. So do yourself a favor. Clear your schedule for Sunday afternoon. I don't know what else you'd be doing other than watching Raptors Pacers, but just go ahead and do it because, you know, it's going to be a fun one. So thanks, everyone, for listening. I'll be back on Sunday to recap that game. Peace. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.